G'day folks, welcome to Hang On To Your Hat. You're here with Derek and me and Jeff Barry from Chojo Feature Trees. You're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. (laughs) Eric Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. Hey folks. Holy hell, sorry for cutting you off there, Dan, but yeah, you know, technology well. comes first. Yeah, and you, you also love it, don't you? You love to push your buttons to cut me off. Well, it's power. Got any more buttons? It's power. I like having the power over someone. The kids give me no power. <laughs> exactly. The wife gives me no power. This is your domain. Dan, yeah. when I've got those knobs. Right. <laughs> Derek's knobs. That's right. Uh, hello, Jeff. Hello, Dan. Jeff. Hello, Derek. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me here. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, Jeff is uh, my, uh, I refer to him as the bonsai man. Mm-hmm. I'm a bonsai fancier and, and kind of self-taught uh, bonsai kind of enthusiast, except for the sessions. I've done, I've done a few with you, Jeff, and spent quite a bit of time up at your nursery. Mm-hmm. Up at, uh, is it a nursery or is it a... I mean, it it's a nursery, is. yeah. We grow, grow plants there, but we yeah. show trees as well. So show there's trees. sort of two sides to it. There's a gallery and a, and a yeah, nursery. Yeah, it's a gallery and yeah. an exhibit as yeah. well. It's yeah. the, the most beautiful bonsai trees you'll see in this country anyway i think thank um, you and it's it's in sassafras in, right. in, in, in the, the Dandenong Dandenong ranges yep mm. right up the top uh, i think it's about 500 meters above sea level yeah a bit cooler a, than here in collingwood yeah it's a beautiful spot. is that a be, is that benefit is that chosen or you well just there, it? it is good for the trees yeah. certainly through australians uh summer um yeah. so oh, it's yeah. kind of as close as we can get to the northern hemisphere seasons yeah. Because most of the plants that we work on uh, come from that area, yeah. so it's it's nearly seasonal. Um, it's not Canadian seasonal, but um, we have a little bit of a break through the summer, yeah. and um, just the, the general environment up there is good for growing plants, and it has been for I guess close yeah. to two hundred years. The gardening up there is very popular as well, so we can grow azaleas and deciduous trees really yeah. well. Yeah. And there's a lot of old gardens, isn't there? There's a lot lots of old, of old gardens. European yeah. plants. There is, and there's that culture up there as yeah. well. So people yeah. really, oh, well, they have land first off, so they can have opportunities yeah. to do things like that. So um, that's one of the reasons we're up there. Also, it's well, it's a nice lifestyle to uh, yeah. to to. My first girlfriend was in Sassafras. You kidding? Yeah. yeah. So I, we, what was her name? What was yeah, her name? What was her name? No, no, no. What's her number? <laughs> the only reason I ask is it sounds like a, I'm 52, Jeff. <laughs> it sounds like a pop song, you know. Like, like if, if your your girlfriend was from Sassafras, I thought if her name was Sally or something, mm-hmm. you know, Sassy it's, it's a, Sally yeah, from, Sassafras. from Sassafras. It sounds yeah. like something that um, Mark Holden would have sung in 1978, or, or someone that would want to be Sassy released in so- Life of Brian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Release Sally from Sassafras. <laughs> yeah. Release what do we- Sally. <laughs> it, it is an interesting Sick. culture. You, 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 well, you know it, and I know yeah. you know it because you nearly grew up up there. Um, but when we first moved, because I was, I had another location prior to moving there. Um, we kind of got to know it, the area, and, it, and it's somewhat novel and touristy, mm. as you would say. Yeah. Pretty white, pretty yeah. very white, you know. Yeah. So, um, and I guess some of the dudes you know we work with are pretty loose. Yeah. So we were f- working our way to fitting into the little village as well. Yeah. 
and we were coming up with some great um, sort of, I guess, catch lines. But one of them was, put the ass back in sassafras. Jojo <laughs> nice. feature trees. Yeah. Because it was a, back in the day, in the 80s, when, I, when my parents would take me up there to my girlfriend's house and yeah. her parents, which was a harrowing experience, when people live up there, the way they drive around those corners is oh, yeah. horrifying. <laughs> yes. Especially yes. in the day, you could do 100 in a, in a straight and not worry about speed cameras. Well, there's that horrifying. right next to all the day trippers who are doing 15 kilometres yeah. an and hour. And the cyclists. Absolutely. <laughs> there was no cyclists back then Absolutely. and now. Put it all together and it is a um, dangerous recipe for It's a death. fuck storm. Yeah. It's <laughs> a fuck. Fucking imagine riding a bike around there. Like you yeah. just... Yeah, you wonder I mean, how they're enjoying themselves. Holy eh? shit, they're yeah. very aggressive. Have you noticed bike riders are getting more and more because they're having to defend themselves because yeah. they've got a better than average chance. I'm up of for that. Dying. I really am. I'm with them. I love, okay. oh, I love an aggressive bi- bicycle rider. <laughs> I sit somewhere in the middle. I love the guy <laughs> riding his bike. Yeah, yeah. minding his own business. Give him a ton of space. Appreciate it, but you send a pack of those guys up there, and then they get that That's attitude. Different. They're cunts. And, and I, 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 I don't realize why. Like they know the situation. Yeah. So thirty bikes, yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. You know, and as we discussed earlier, yeah, yeah. some people are less patient than others. So I'm most mostly concerned about their. They're welfare. in danger. Oh, I mean, uh, and, and I, yeah. I don't ride bikes because it's less. Well, it's partly because I don't want to die, but it's also because I know how angry and aggressive it would make me. You're on the defensive yeah. all the time. Anyone comes in, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> get away from me. Because yeah. people it's like. Because people like kick that. their doors open, don't they? Yeah. And, and just you think, and they put that bike lane, yeah. at least in town, right next on the inside. It's crazy. <laughs> I just freaks there's, me there's out. There's two two good examples, um, which is pretty humorous um, up the mountain. One, well, from one side of it, um, someone did a driving act that a, a cyclist didn't appreciate, right? And somehow <laughs> caught up to the driver and she was pulled over and he managed to give her a bit of lip reach through the window pull the keys out of the car and throw them off the place oh oh my god because the clubs got involved and all that was in the local paper i'm like that's pretty good but there's also been a few drivers that have knocked guys off of bikes then grabbed their bike and threw it over this so you know it goes either way i saw a fair i guess yeah (laughs) i saw a cyclist get so angry in balaclava i mean this balaclava for you but he got he got cut off or something and he got so angry he got off his bike and he threw it through the windscreen of the car that's golden (laughs) see i know it was like i fantasize about when i'm riding a push bike (laughs) which is kind of rare yeah but but I do in my head. I fantasize about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why you can't do it. These guys just be... risk my life mm-hmm. because of some weird notion he's got about rights yeah, to the road. That's, that's right. And I'm trying and, my best to stay alive. And laws and rights—they're <laughs> not going to save your life, right? So a common sense would be a lot better. And I think that's what I mean. Yeah. And I, I actually I do admire guys, people riding their their bikes up yeah. there because I know they're yeah. they're, oh. they're doing good for the environment they're doing good for themselves exactly. and and we should have a lot of patience for them I think there could be some common sense in how you do it yeah. and as a, yeah. in regards to the clubs and that sort of thing um so it's just simple common sense a tiny I, road I, I and, respect their and this is something getting to dads um, eventually there's all these sort of overweight middle-aged men in lycra up there uh, yeah, you know yeah, mammals. And, and sort of hobbling around yeah, in yeah. those fucking shoes like yeah. the last thing i'm going to do unless i'm an olympic um cyclist is get yeah. in that gear with all the um do you reckon though you know how they have um advertise what are they called like like sponsors? advertisers sponsors on them yeah, right yeah. are those sponsors yeah. choosing they, yeah, yeah. to be on these <laughs> i think they're paying old, the other way around yeah, i think yeah yeah, yeah. that's right uh, it's life yeah. insurance or something yeah. stuff yeah. like that and the other thing is 
I, they seem to, it seems, and I'm not involved in it, so somewhat presumptuous, but um, there seems to be this, an element of, um, I don't know what happened, because when we grew up, or when I grew up in Canada, riding a bike was just, uh, you got on something and you rode a, m a mode of transportation, but there seems <laughs> to be this, it's like skiing here. You have to be very wealthy to ride a bike, and oh, and, yeah. and the gear you buy has yeah. to kind of and, and I think I can imagine a sense you'd be exposed of that. to that, especially on the mountain. Oh my god, the bikes are worth more than go. my vehicle. That's you know? where they go. Though. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. that's a hobby, and the hobby is collecting gear it's as well as using it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and um, one of the, actually one of our staff at Jojo, he he's a strong cyclist and he does it a lot, many times a week. But he is um, when he rides his bike to work. He lives up there. Uh, he'll wear like tight jeans and a sometimes a leather jacket. But he'll get on <laughs> yeah. his bike yeah. and pass these guys. And yeah. so just visually, it looks hilarious. And yeah. he's doing it intentionally. You know what I mean? Like he's a so, bit younger, probably. Yeah, than well, he actually, he's, he's yeah. yeah, he's getting he's getting up to your age. It's got to be a market. <laughs> there's got to be a market for rock look bike gear totally. so that you can actually have totally. the freedom of movement yeah. and, and just... canada it was um skiing and denim yeah yeah because yeah. it's the worst choice because it, yeah. it, it takes on the water, water yeah, yeah. freezes but it's a great look yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so so i first met you and i went up to the um to your uh nursery because i've i fell in love with bonsai quite a while ago but had no real you know mm -hmm. how it's i think i talked to you about how for most bonsai lunatics it just happens whether you like it or not, just something happens and you just get mm -hmm. really obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I went up there and the first thing I noticed about you guys, apart from that the trees were very worked, very beautiful and very um, – the, the art of it was very much there. It wasn't churning them out, uh, was that young guys with tattoos and mm -hmm. who play in bands and like piercings and just, and just uh, you know, interesting – uh, young people working there, mm -hmm. by and large, and that's not something that is usually equated with bonsai. Like, like, I mean, it's more so now. The mm -hmm. kind of, but, but it was sort of the the terra the domain of elderly Japanese men or whatever. You know, I I I, I agree um, and, because I've been involved mm -hmm. so long. I have had a bit of a case study in who, who what is the demographic that likes yeah. this, and it's it's pretty broad. But, yeah. Um, I've said before, like I, because bonsai, you you know the the biggest part of it is not the horticultural element of growing a plant. It's mm. really the design. Yeah. So so um, people who are interested in art and design, graphic art, uh, graffiti artists, yeah. even musicians, people that like that process of putting a design into play. Yeah. So I think that some of the staff and and other artists that work with me. Um, I've always said that, like, usually they're involved in an element of design or art prior to getting yeah. involved into bonsai, which is, per if, if you understand the art form, is perfectly normal. Um, yes, it makes so total sense. It does. Well, it apart does. from anything, you're much younger and you've got time to see the bonsai. Well, there is too. a practical element to that <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, but in, in, in Japan, um, there was a story last year um, how they were concerned how the art form is dying off, and that, right. that, that's purely because in Japan um, they see it as exactly what you say. It's an old person's hobby yeah. or, or something. Um, and I think that um, globalization 
is, has made that difference. Because if you go to Japan and you see what the young people are interested in, it's in like punk rock music, you know, mm. or something like that, that, that you wouldn't necessarily attach to the Japanese culture as you would something like bonsai. Or yeah, that. yeah. And, um, but the good side, which they didn't really uh, approach in the story is globally, it's, it's growing astronomically. Oh, really? yeah. um, so, uh, in fact, Australia would be one of the probably younger countries in, in the bonsai world getting seriously getting involved yeah. in it. So through North America and Europe, it's really big, proper industries and whatnot. Mm. But even in South America and in, um, you know, Eastern Europe and whatnot, it's, it's really quite a large, yeah. um, there's a large following and people practicing it. Yeah. And so I was, um, the, the, I've, the, the reason I wanted to, well, apart from because I love to nerd out about bonsai, which I don't want to do too much because this is a fatherhood podcast, yeah. but we, I, with, on the occasions when I've brought trees to you and we've sat them on the table and we've looked at them and gone, all right, where does this want to be in 10 years or 20 years? Mm -hmm. or, and it's that sort of imagining into the – it's like slow sculpture because you're right. letting the plant do the sculpting That's itself. Right. So you kind of – and you've got to let it go in – you're kind of guiding it, not fighting with it, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now, what I found happened between you and I when we did this is we might spend an afternoon working on a tree, wiring it, doing stuff. We ended up talking about life generally yeah, and the parallels between the, the guiding of this tree and the, you know, the, the ideas of, of going with and humility and surrender to as well as your desires and interests and ambition for it, blah, 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 all this stuff. Because um, you're never totally in control of it the way you are with another art form like sculpture. That's right. And your you, medium is alive. Your medium is alive. Yeah. And you could, you know, and there's always that exciting, terrifying risk that it could just die like that. Too. There's that as well. <laughs> yeah. And so then I just thought, well, surely bonsai is like raising children. Bonsai is like everything, <laughs> really, I found, because at the end of every statement, as you said, it's, yeah. it's kind of like bonsai, really. You yeah. know, you can, but it, 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 by all means it is. Um, oh, God, I was terrified that you'd say this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have, I admit it, I've had a bonsai. How many have you killed? Yeah. How many bonsai have you killed? Only the one. <laughs> the one. It was like a, it cost me a lot of money mm -hmm. and it was 30 years old. Yeah. yeah, and I killed it. And how do you feel and, about bonsai and, after and when that? When you happens? say it relates to, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. When you say it relates to parenthood, I go, what the fuck? What sort of problem am I going to have? Well, bo my now, bonsai is very hard, and it, and it's very easy to make mis basic mistakes. Well, I wasn't yeah. a I wasn't bonsaiing. Mm. I just bought yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's a whole different world. Yes, and it I is. can see that. You can see there's a, there's being a bonsai artist. Mm. And there's being a person who owns a bonsai. Yeah. Right. yeah. Clearly, you, oh, know, yeah. you can design cars or you can just buy a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. I think it, it sort of um, mystifies people. Yeah. yeah. If they step back for a minute and thought about, I don't know, fourth grade science and put that into play, you'd be all right. But because of films and misconceptions about the art form, people go, well, this is, I know it's a plant, I know it's a lie, but somehow, logically, they want to put it beside their bed. And yeah. then you would say, well, let's go back to fourth grade yeah. science. Yeah, yeah. What does a plant need? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I find the element of keeping a bonsai alive really quite simple. And yeah, uh, probably your enough. kids could do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, people have problems with it but it's not it's not challenging it, um art 
it's challenging and you never stop learning and the aspect of training your eye and design and those sorts of things. Mm. But keeping a plan alive, we should we should be able to do that. And I think it's a big statement about society. I think you know? it's a great prep for for parenthood. I know that it's more shocking for people like me mm-hmm. who can't keep a bonsai alive. Well, look, I could have, but I went away for a little yeah, while and that's right. died, right? And the, and the thing is about it is they don't give a shit about your schedule. Right. Neither do your kids. No, exactly. You know, um, um, and so to say, well, you know, we just had that holiday for three weeks in January, and the, uh, I thought it would be all right. You mm-hmm. know, I, I guess that's one of those statements yeah. that where you're like, well, like these, this, let's keep going. It's a, it's a living thing. How yeah. would you go without water for three yeah, weeks yeah, in it. forty degree heat? You know, mm-hmm. um, so it shouldn't. It's not. Again, there's nothing. You've uh, just got to be conscious of it all the time, right? Of don't you? And, it, and it's I, like parenting. Like parenting. So a lot of people <laughs> are used to having a pot plant in their house that yes. are certain species that can survive fucking anything, and they've got. You mean a pot plant? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, not a not, not a smokable some, some, plant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Somehow people don't forget to water those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also <laughs> yeah, those yeah, ones aren't quite as sensitive. Watering techniques. The bonsai are in a small tra- in a small pot usually, they and they're mo- more prone to drying out. drying out and things like that. Sure. So, so but that's back to common sense, right? Mm. So there's an amount of volume in the pot, and the exposure to the elements are going to dry it out at a certain speed. So you know, you should know mm. it, it's going to dry out. It's going to take this long. It's going to need more water. Yeah. Yeah. So a bigger pot just means maybe a little bit less frequent. But mm. what I'm saying is a, a, a bonsai is really just a plant in a pot. In fact, that's the direct yeah. translation of it, a bonsai, you know. It's plant yeah. and pot. That's pot it. Plant. Yeah, it's, pot, not, it's not nearly as pot. mystical as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, I know. So does this mean if we're, if we're already drawing mm-hmm. parallels between um, children rearing and, and raising bonsai and mm-hmm. you've got to kind of recognize their natural um, tendencies and features and mm-hmm. support those, but also nurture them and encourage them this way. Does that mean it follows that we should wire our children's limbs and hold well, them in place? Well, it's a good question, because yeah, even as you speak those words, and I think how, how, how direct, how parallel, what are the parallels? And um, <laughs> I, because, yes, the, and my bonsai teachers, especially the good ones, mm. um, really encouraged me to work with the tree. And there's a moment where control gets involved, right? And you are an artist and there's you and there's the tree and you're trying to make art. Um, You can take a couple approaches to it and say, I want to make whatever I want to make out of that. Or you can sort of contemplate the qualities within the tree and try to help that make your decisions. And there, there's, now that we have to start thinking that way. So we, we can't, and we don't want to dictate the destiny of our children. We, you know, that's something that they, we want them to do. But of course, we we want to help them make the best decisions for themselves along the way. And perhaps there's mm. the parallel. You there's know, parallel. Um, if mm. you have to see what your child just naturally inside likes, and then encourage them to make the most of that, and that's probably. Probably the closest parallel. Well, yeah, and and Steve Biddulf said the the other week when we saw him that, that you don't, and it's probably a well used phrase, but you you don't make your children, you meet them. You right? have to, yeah. And 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 I think it's something that the education system is slowly coming around to that, that sort of nurturing the natural direction that children are going in, yeah. and and that to me is a very large parallel with when I was sitting with you looking at those trees, and I might have a vision of what I want. And, and all parents have this with their kids, you know, you, 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 you think your kid's going to be a certain way, but until you actually start observing who they are, because they're, mm. they're totally who they are, 
then you're not going to know how to best nurture them. And and I might have an idea for this bonsai. I want it to be really heroically doing this. Yeah. But until I look at the reality of what it's capable of mm-hmm. and what nature and growth patterns and the species and all that stuff determine, then I can't make an appropriate um, kind of path of encouragement, let's say. Sure. And that, so that's, I think, yeah, I think I, that's I agree. a parallel. I agree. Yeah. I think inside, <clears throat> maybe, I, I, in my experience, my, you know, if, if you have kids that, that people compliment, um, mm. lots of times they want to throw the compliment at the parent, right? And, and in my case, um, I, I, my, my daughter is just like a really lovely little person, and it's not because of me. You know, um, yeah. how old's your daughter? She's nine. Yeah. Um, and a, as she grows, um, she this personality keeps blossoming, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure being in a good environment and growing in a good environment and being loved helps those things. But inside all these kids, there is this real personality. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably, I kind of want to say 50 50, but I don't think that. I think it's more who they are. As yeah. who they become, yeah. and all you can be there is to sort of guide them in those sorts of. And and the and the older my daughter gets, I only have the one daughter. I got all my stock in her. Yeah. Um, I I I see. I think that's more valid. And as as she so, yeah. And I think that's that parallels with with bonsai. I think if you if you um really think about what are the what's the best way to get the best result, it's always the answer is going to be is sort of try to find. Uh, that thing within the child or that thing within the tree to, yeah. to really enhance, you know? Um, so I'm certainly at it, that level now. I think yeah. I'm learning as much, uh, it sounds cliche, but I'm learning as much how to be a good person from my child than telling yeah. her how to be one, oh, you yeah. know? Oh, that comes um, up here a lot with yeah. us talking about that, that we're, there's, man, if, if you're willing to grow and, and become, th- this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Absolutely. Kids are going to. I'm sure you must have touched on this yeah. a lot because it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty wild. Um, when you think of all the hang-ups, like kids are so honest, right? So mm. like uh, we, 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 we struggle to even communicate sometimes because of our, just the bullshit in our lives. Like, mm. and um, when you want a real honest answer, ask a nine-year-old, you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you. And, and you're like, wow, man, I've you are good at communicating, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, and so that's where the learning a comes from. A nine-year-old girl, our, especially. Oh man, this is she'll where the gender. She'll let you know what's yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's not. And it's it like even if the news isn't good, um, there's no sense of telling you to make you feel bad. But she no. doesn't know how to lie. There's you no know? baggage in it. Yeah, there's no baggage mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, it's interesting. I the so as we get older, communication becomes increasingly more about or language becomes more and more about avoiding communication as well like you you, you say a lot of stuff to avoid what you really mean or buy time to think about or to buy time yeah. or whatever or for yeah. diplomacy or whatever yeah. and kids don't have that no and this is um i just want to come to playwriting for a minute because as you know i've talked to you about my playwriting yes um the part of making characters and and theater interesting is is not having them say exactly what they mean because we don't we don't do that we do all these things to kind of dance around the issue and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. um and getting yeah kids kids just don't do that no 
I, th- I think uh, I talked to you about my th- this play that I'm writing at the moment that I've been writing for bloody years that I told you about, well, which, which has the bonsai yeah, yeah, central. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. got a, a big bonsai tree in the middle of the room. And I've used this. Hang on, a big bonsai tree? <coughs> yeah, I know. That's Whoa. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's relative. <coughs> we might have, <coughs> oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. There are some very big bonsai trees. Yeah. It's, uh, even at yours. Um, at the... Uh, I, I went to town with the metaphor of the bonsai and the you sacrificial did. branch. You may need to explain that because a yeah. lot of people may not know what that means. So the bonsai is present in the room with these characters all the way along and it, and it becomes la- – it's like Chekhov's gun. I'll explain that later. If, if che- Chekhov said if there's a gun on the wall in the first act, then you better use it in the third act. Otherwise people are going to be going, why is that there? It's got, it's got to be of some use. So if this bonsai is in the show – it's got to perform some role at mm-hmm. some point. So he's debating all the way through the play whether to cut off this branch, but he doesn't know why it's there. And often you grow a branch very low down on the trunk of a, of a bonsai tree and you let it grow sort of unchecked. To and, use resources? Well, no, it, it broadens the trunk oh, okay. to make the tree look older mm. and broader. Okay. And then the idea is that once the trunk has been broadened enough, you to correct me if I'm wrong, you chop that off and it's called a sacrificial branch. It heals over, but you're left mm-hmm. with a huge trunk. Is it an emotional day when you the day you cut that branch off? Well, this oh, is the amazing um, thing. Is it a big ceremony? Or well, anything? yeah, I think there is a decision-making time. Um, so essentially, you explained it well, but um, the tree is triggered to increase the size of its trunk because it feels it needs to hold this sacrifice oh, branch okay. in the position. And the right. lower it is, as you said, the thicker it is. And, and in bonsai, we really like nice natural taper, right? So anything like a telephone pole isn't a very good bonsai. So yeah, about thick yeah. at the bottom, gradually getting thinner to the top. Yeah, yeah. So that, that helps you in that process. So yeah, yeah. you kind of are going, the one thing that is interesting about it is you're going, well, this branch is growing very, very thick. And they, this could work in the play as well. <laughs> you have to decide when is the right time where the scar won't be too large that will sort of affect the overall oh. aesthetic of the tree because you right. want it to heal. Right, right. But you want to get the most out of this branch. So right. there is there is this oh. sort of like, ooh, is now, is today the day, or do yeah. I want it to get and bigger? And the decisions you oh, make yeah. in bonds. But, but that scar is going to get bigger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. And the decisions in bonds are on geographical time, you know. Like you might have spent, you might have had this branch growing for five years That's and your right. decision when and how to cut it is going to affect the, the process of the whole tree. So mm-hmm. there's a humility in this because you the tree... Has, has Can't got make certain, that decision. No, and and it's also going to perform the way it performs Based by on nature sure. and and all that stuff. So in the play, yeah, what happens at the end? The guy, well, the, in the play, the <laughs> guys, the guys. Uh, I'm trying to think how much I can say. No, we don't so it's it. it's to do. No, it doesn't. It, it it's to do with him. It becomes a mechanism later on for him to uh, talk about euthanasia. I'm using the parallel that this branch. Is, is having an effect on the trunk. If the trunk is a family... Mm-hmm. And, and and a member of the family is said branch. Is said branch. Then at what point is... He, he's weighing up whether to remove himself from the thing. It's but, deep, man. And they end up... He ends up using the... Without saying it directly, he ends up saying to another character, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it up to you to cut the branch when the time comes. Wow. That is very directly yeah, connected. Yeah, but never mentioning I want you to do. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> and that, so that's 
we're the ones like it'll be sitting there the whole show driving him crazy. Remember we talked about how we were going to do it. That's because right. Because you can't yeah. cut it off more than once. So if you blow <laughs> exactly. it, you know, and next night, you know, yeah. what we're going to do. So we came up with an idea of fake cutting the branch off. Yeah. Oh. But since yeah. then, I don't think we even need to cut it, which is nice. That, would, that, would be all right. that, that helps. Yeah. Well, um, maybe maybe on the maybe on the final night. On the last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you'll find a magician that. It runs you through how to easily. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought of a way ways we could do the <laughs> yeah. fake. Because um, I would love to have one of. Why don't you just stick another big bottom branch? Well, I was thinking most of them. When you grow a sacrifice branch, usually grow it out the back of the tree because of the scar issue. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It, to the viewer in the crowd, we could put, we could cut a fresh branch off of one of my stock trees. That's not makes no difference. Yeah. And we could place it in the position of this right, right but, and go clip. They don't see where it's. Yeah, you know, you don't see you have to where do it every night. Yeah, that's you? right. And see, so, did you notice he said? Um, so you grow the branch out the back of the tree. Now, people listening might think, well, but how do you make what? it grow? You can't make a tree grow a branch where you want it to. And no, you can't. You just have to wait and hope. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You have to Fuck have faith. Hell. Oh, it is children. Wait, it? hope, faith. It is children. Mm. Like there, are, there's, there's certainly, uh, and with lots of life, there's, a, there's a combination of what you can do something about and what you can't do something mm. about, and then the ethics of what you should or shouldn't do anything about. Mm. Should you just let a tree go? Should you, you know, but you definitely need to have the, the another parallel is spending time with it. Like yeah. we, a thing that comes back in these, these um, conversations is that time spent with kids, regardless of, you know, quality time as such, mm. is what matters. It's just um, the more time you just spend with kids just being with them, the more they know that you like, you know, you like them. Does a little to spend tree know? Time with Does them. it know? No, but it's just by spending time with those trees that you notice what they need, and oh, you okay. see what can happen. Hmm. You can't just kind of rush in and go. Am I right? What about too I, much time? Can you stuff it if you? You can. Keep on you can fuck around with the tree away. too for well, that's uh, like negative results. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. helicopter parenting. Yeah, it's isn't kind, it? of, kind <laughs> of. So that with the parallels, I've, I've just. I've just fascinated when we were talking about parallels before. Yeah. There's one other, and you would probably, if you're bonsai guys, you must be obviously exposed to people going, "Isn't it mean?" Or oh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the classic. Up. In the world, yeah, in in the world of the parallels, mm -hmm. where <laughs> what is the tray, the little bowl? Is it is it your Shit financial uh, abilities in your twenties <laughs> and thirties that made the kid had to live in a smaller house. Is it the fact that you it's can't just boundaries, you, dude? You it's can't just send them boundaries. to private school. Is it? Is it <clears throat> though? Is the does your the, rations? Does no, the, no. Um, does the tray represent? Well, I think I the can, best you can do. Well, no. Well, well. Yeah. So the, the the bonsai pot practically does two things. One, it um, houses the root ball where the roots give the trees water and nutrients and whatnot. It's very important horticulturally. But secondly, it's part of the overall composition. So there's a pot and there's a tree, but together they become a bonsai. Mm. Um, so that's the reason for the pot. I, I, I remember it is an art form, so the aesthetics are very important in regards to the overall look. So we're not. there's no element of torture putting a plant into a shallow pot. It's yep. about the aesthetics of the yep. art. Um, but... Your, your previous point, and it does come up a lot, and it kind of baffles me, but um, you have to understand, bonsais are like the most pampered plants on the planet. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. if they need something, yeah. there's some caretaker there looking after them. Feeding and them. And every sense of the... So if you're putting a... 
like the torture isn't from the pot it's from the shitty caretaker who doesn't water it when it yeah. needs to so don't blame the yeah that's right <laughs> that's, that's right so so um the, you have to understand i think people they can walk into my shop and say this to me lots like why do you torture these plants like this <sighs> And I, I don't, what usually, most, most sensible people turn around when I say, okay, where do you live? And they say, well, I don't know, Roeville or something. I said, do you have, do you have hedges up the front? Yeah. What do you do when they kind of are overgrown? And you pull out the hedge cutter and you smash through them with no regard, no <laughs> tears, no, and, and yet you come into my shop and you look at my plants and you think I'm doing cruel things to them, you know? I was saying, where's that line? Like where hey, mowing yeah. the lawn. Yeah, I, mowing the lawn. What does the grass what does the I grass can't stand about mowing it? the lawn? Yeah, well, a, but, that but, is but, a huge organic being there. Yeah, well, does the, does the grass not like being mowed? And I, I think the same argument and a lot of people will turn around right there and go, you know, that, that's that's a fair point. You know, all, all we're doing is pruning plants. We water them, we feed them. I think there's a visual element of um when we wire them. It kind of looks torturous, yeah. um, but as you know, we, we, we're just simply manipulating the, the, the direction, sometimes radically, sometimes subtly, to the branches and the trunk lines, and we do not want that to get tight on the tree. So I think there's a visual element yeah. where people's imagination the, get on top of The wire's of not permanent, is it? No, that, of course not. No, no, it goes on, it comes off, occasionally yeah, yeah. goes on again, comes off. It's so. the natural human anthropomorphizing Absolutely. thing that Absolutely. we do. And, and, it's and, why and you can turn people around quickly yeah. and, and even almost make them feel foolish yeah. in their own sense. It's to, how Walt to Disney those, made his money. Exactly, exactly. rip off someone else's line. So I, I like <clears> to <throat> put that there that we... Um, it's sort of like committing yourself to having, well, we can say a child, but I was going to say a cat. Like, you, you, when you, when you take this on board, you're taking on the responsibilities that come with it. It's not putting a tree in the forest and letting the ecosystem take care. It, it is you, you. It needs you to look after it, and if you're not willing to do that, then your bonsai will die and mm. they will suffer. But that's not due to any of the um, techniques that we use in the art. Right Do you know what from. upsets me is going into those, you know, news agents or, or, or little shops that have a half a dozen bonsais out the front and they've been sitting there for five yeah. years and the wires, they've yeah. grown and the wire has just cut into them yeah. because the wire has not been replaced. Because the, yes. the idea is to just put it lightly kind of around it. It shouldn't, and it should be removed before mm. it starts That's scarring the, mm -hmm. the tree and, um, yeah, and it's just as it's holding it in, in a certain position or a yeah. place, and that's yeah, it's you torturous see, you see when trees in the suburbs growing around yeah. wire fences. And yeah, stuff. right, that kind of thing. But again, well, you're assuming it has it's, emotion. It's, that, that's back to what I was saying before. Yeah. Like, and and it's not not being condescending at all. But in Australia, most people, when they think of bonsai, they think of that, like in a hardware store that's or right. something yeah. like that. Whereas, you know, bonsai is a really beautiful art form, and and yeah. it, and the the results of it are. Uh, amazing mm. so from my perspective i'm always blown away how it's kind of like i always say it's let, let, let's say you want run a shop a golf shop and people come through the door and they're pretty much at a level where they go what is golf that's right. where you're starting <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's like take your pencil case out of your bag now open the pencil case so you're, you're like you're really walking them through the process of yeah. not only how to do it like what is it what even is it? 
So, um, but that's what they get a sense of at your place is what it really is. Because yeah, in I Australia, so. we've had they're just kind of something you give to your dad on Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, and so, let it die in a month. So and, that, and that's just where that's bonsai. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, and and but then you go in there and you can and because a lot of your trees you, you sell trees as well, but there's mm-hmm. also a lot that are that are exhibit trees that you don't sell that people can look at or or you you have shows or, or you rent them to people for yeah, certain all events all of those or things. all sorts but of different Keep in stuff. mind like we and run classes. Yeah, and, we do all those things. Yeah, um, yeah. But the trees that when you say we're not selling, like we have a, uh, like we talked about, you don't really start working on a tree till you have a, a concept of where it's going, a design plan uh, overall. Yeah. So sometimes um, we'd like to see the tree get to said, said place. So yeah. if they're not for sale, it's probably because we're still working our way to that really thing. but there must be some there's no way you're gonna sell well i suppose everyone's got a price though yeah well once right. you have children you know everything's right. got a price. When, once right. you get hungry yeah. you, you, you you choose <laughs> to eat right so well, i don't know um, i don't know no i've already broke I, i've i feel lucky to do this for a living and i've chosen not to allow those feelings get in the way because um i, I i've learned from lots of different teachers but so uh, in one in particular a japanese apprentice um he really explained to me, you know, once you put your energy and your 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 thoughts into a piece of art, it's always yours. You don't need to own it. Yeah, you know, you, you own that that intellectual property and you own that tree. You will always own if you designed and created it. And um, for me to own everything I work on yeah. is yeah. is isn't something that I'm it's trying to achieve. It's an immature artist approach in a way, and and you because the journey, the work, the, you're working yeah. on it's what's important. Yeah. It's hard, but that's a. It's hard, but it's but also um, I feel privileged if I sell a tree and I make money and I'm able to look forward to the next project. Mm. Um, and that's the way I guess maybe it's survival mentality, as, but I that's the I don't I, don't, I refuse to sort of. Yeah. Shed a tear about it anymore. And just as one day you'll have to sell your child. And yes, you'll that's have right. To, you'll have that's to right. let go of her as well. <laughs> it's the parallels again. It's you got the parallels eat. again. You just gotta pass eat. it on. Yeah. When the price is right, <laughs> you got to know when to sell. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, you know, I've got to be a little bit careful with this bonsai. Like, there's not direct parallels, but just in terms of the mind. Yeah, 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 but sure. I tell you, hey, listen, with my son, when the time I spend in spring out sitting in the garden mm-hmm. just Twisting King, wires around twisting him. Twisting wires around him, saying, stand still while I fucking wire this thing. You're going to grow this way. Um, no, I'm, I, when I'm working on trees and I'm just pruning and gently sort of picking the, mm-hmm. the buds out and things like that, he eventually, he calms right down and he'll sit on my lap and just look at the, because I'll sit there for hours in mm-hmm. spring just looking at them. Yeah. And then it's a lovely thing where he'll sit on my lap and we'll just talk about the tree and we'll look at it. And it's one of the rare times when... We're not racing around, and I and I'm very grateful for for it making me stop. Yeah, and it also slows him right down. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes for the rest of the day, he and I will just float around the backyard, and he'll be there's no nagging. It's it somehow mm-hmm. resets that. And do you, have you? How how's that been with your daughter? Is she? Well, she's grown up with it. I literally, she's yeah. been in the nursery since she was a like an infant. Yeah. Um, and she does have, she really loves bonsai. And I, I just get the feeling because just like we talked about before, I don't, mm. I don't insist on her practicing bonsai no. or anything like that. But I think there's a sense of osmosis that I, I, one thing I say to a lot of students is like, just be observant. Um, mm. um, look at nature, look at the way trees grow. And so being around yeah. things that are of a high quality and, and being around parents who work hard to get 
that quality. Mm. Um, it, I think that's sinking in, into her. She likes the wire the best at this point in time. So mm. now um, if I'm wiring, because I wire in my house at night and stuff. Mm. So um, it's really fun if you've never had bonsai wire because it's very pliable and you mm. can shape it into Is all. Is copper? Uh, we work with two different types. There's yeah. copper wire and there's... Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, copper wire and there is um, aluminium wire as well. Oh. Yeah. 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 So so um, for kids, I mean, it's sharp on the ends. I'm not suggesting people go and have their kids play with wire, but um, but that's what I do with mine. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so she enjoys that. She enjoys the aesthetics. My whole family, they, 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 I think they know what a good bonsai looks like. Um, and that's something that it takes a long time to teach a student how, yeah. do you know, you, um, so... Uh, I, I, and I think she appreciates, like I play in a band and I, and I do this as a job, but I think what I'm seeing at this age is, um, and I think this is great. Like this is, uh, it's sort of, and it doesn't matter if it was bonsai or not, but I like as a parent sort of taking hold of the reins in a sense and saying like, this is what I do for a living. It's not easy. Um, and if it were, any of those artistic endeavors that sort of push you to be to be more yourself um i think your kids take a lot from that yeah. you know and yeah. i and I, I, so that's the important bit like i so bonsai is just always been in our life um do i see her starting to thinking about designing trees and doing stuff not really not yet um but yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't expect her to you know no uh, no and yeah. you're right though that like seeing a parent who's who's willing to take time on something and is passionate about something yeah. and, and enjoys what they're doing i mean yeah. that's got a be very valuable I think so to I think so because it because it creates challenges like y mm. you guys probably you know I know to some degree you're in the arts but there's always really hard days like you know mm. um so it's easy to just say this is too hard and go get a job mm. um, there's nothing wrong with going to get a job everyone needs to get a job but I think <clears throat> I think um for whatever we lack in in money and nice cars and stuff like that I think they're gaining lots from from yeah. from I think being true to yourself you know and if if that's the lesson alone that's yeah. huge I'm I'm relying on that being the case yeah you know like I made that decision to go yeah right we're going to be happy yeah as much as possible and and I reckon there's a benefit to to the kids not only in, in, in your case, hmm. you're the master. Like they, eventually your daughter's going to go, oh, hang on. It's like realising your mum's Missy Higgins, yeah. right, or something like that. Yeah. Like you're, oh, my God. Yeah, it is if, funny. If they worked it out, you'd, my dad's not just has an interest that's very unusual mm -hmm. and I can talk about it as show and tell, mm -hmm. right? Right, But, oh, my God, he's actually the – the big kahuna well, in some, Melbourne of bonsai. Some, sometimes this comes up, and yeah. my daughter's at an age where, where, like, you know, Missy Higgins, for example, your, your partner, she, it, she talks about fame, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think about that, and I do quickly talk to her about, well, people in my position, I, it's not at all about fame. It's about the craft that you see me doing all the time. And if you succeed with that, sometimes, sometimes, not in bonsai, but sometimes there's some small element of fame because people like the work that you do. Yep. But the important bit is the work. 
Yeah. So don't 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 strive for fame. Strive for that achievement that you're working on on your painting or your bonsai mm. or your mm. song or or whatever. Well, yeah. And and I really got to drive that home as yeah. as the kids get older. It's because this world is just about fame, right? You yeah. kind of you, yeah. you do things to be famous, not to achieve what you're trying to achieve, um, which is a, worth a conversation with the kids. You know, uh, and and bonsai is so slow. Mm. And it's so process oriented. Like mm. it's there's almost like I've I've had to deal such a with, long game. I've had to mm-hmm. deal with that with playwriting. Yeah. The shock of how you can't finish a play without relying ultimately on a whole bunch of people to produce it. Eventually, it's got to go on, or it's not kind of finished. It yeah, can't, it's right. not realised. But it is. It is the 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 actual performance is really a tiny tiny iceberg tip. Up. Yeah. With it, with a huge amount underneath, and if you're relying on the outcome, or getting famous, or everyone loving it, then fuck, you're really going to be disappointed. Yeah. What you have to do is go. I have to love this process mm-hmm. and be and be and be getting some fulfillment and stuff from that process. Because then, if if you can fall in love with the process and make it, uh, and and find the benefits of that, you can. You can always have process. That's no one can take process. That's from right. It. It's almost like we were talking about before. Yeah. That's yours. Yeah. That's yours. And yeah. so, if you're deriving yeah. your energy from that, then hey, you, you're you're sustainable. That's. But if you if it's for fame, yeah. or for or, or or riches or whatever, then shit, man, it's yeah. it's really gambling on because you're always waiting for the day when. Totally. So you're modelling that yeah. at least. You're modelling this is slow. Yeah. You you better like. The doing of it because it may oh again I don't want to you know it's it's a horrible thing to say but the tree could die when you're dealing with it when you're dealing with a that's right with a living plant it could just um or or it might just not work I I think there's there's lots of ways to approach bonsai for sure and and you can look at it in um, overseas they America has a big bonsai um a group and very growing very quickly a bonsai community and um, their exhibitions seem to fall into a sense of uh, competition, yeah, um, which is interesting. And at the end of the competition, always there's a big bag of money, you know, that yeah. you're striving towards. So there is this element of bonsai, like you can judge it or grade it to some degree. Um, and that's one end of the spectrum. And then there's a, um, a famous bonsai master again in, in, from Osaka. And I, I was, he, he didn't speak English, but it was, I was watching this interview with him and um, he just said the most, like, in regards to that concept, he just, it was really, I guess it really hit home, but he said, the, <laughs> virtually translated, he said, the person who enjoys their little trees the most has won. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? So, so, and that, of course that's true. So it's back to what you're saying. It's, it's really the journey. Remember, we're... Nothing is forever. No, that's even right. if trees can live for hundreds yeah. of years, and everyone's amazed by that. That's the irony; they will not live forever, no. right? So, a painting you can put into a museum and protect it and do all these things, mm. but people are blown away how long they can live for. Yet, it's art that will eventually not be there. Yeah. So yeah. you're sort of like there, there's a sense of it's like a paradox because you're blown away that they can last for hundreds of years. And it is art, and it takes all this work, but you know it will not be there, yeah. you know, at some point in time. Um, and I think that is a, 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 you know, well, that's a life lesson, really, isn't well, it? That's yeah. part yeah. of a story. Like, yeah. you're, if you're around taking care of this thing for its 
from when it's 120 years old That's right. through to when it's 175 years yeah. old, yeah, then you're doing that thing that all the mega megalomaniac leaders do, put statues up. That mm-hmm. all, everything we do is somehow putting a statue up. That's right. You know, to, mm. to, to our place in time is all there is. And we do it by having kids, mm-hmm. maybe not deliberately, yeah. right? But mm. we have kids and then all we can do is make them the best. And it takes us a little while to realise is not to make them into the best things, to help them become the best, to make them be their yeah. best, yeah, right? right? And to grow that way. And be as true to the nature. But it's this long game thing. Do you think, do, before we wind up, do you think that, um, do you think that being a deep long game guy, mm-hmm. your what obviously started as a hobby and then became your whole life? is clearly about considering the long game. And as you ju- you both just said, the process of that is the game. And I believe that too in my morbid, you know, my morbid positivity mm-hmm. of going, the kids have to enjoy this year and not sa- not sacrifice this year for a better life in the future or anything like that mm-hmm. because they might not be there. You know what I mean? Like ha- everything you give them is, is how – is dependent on how they live up until the time that they're not around anymore. But that long game, do you think it really made you just launch into parenting well? Like do you reckon it made you a better dad? I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that question that we're talking about now is is, is bigger than bonsai and bigger than parenting. It's yeah, about yeah. life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. We don't know what how long we're going to enjoy something so you should enjoy it now but in regards to bonsai I do think so because um, everyone would throw immediately patience there's one thing about patience in my job is people see um, having a bonsai uh, like you have to wait a lot for it to do what it's going to do but as Dan knows I have hundreds of bonsais so right. so in my world patience doesn't really come up they're waiting for me right oh, so okay. so I have so much work so the trees are always waiting for me but one thing that it's that persistence you know is about um staying focused you know mm-hmm. and and I did this prior to having a child so I think that that really helps my life being able to say like you know, just for that moment. When, when you have hundreds of trees and you're trying to care for a nursery and run a business and do all that, you have to find that moment of focusing on the one tree for this moment, you know, and, yeah. and be able to block the rest out. And maybe I think that, that helps in parenting, you know, like you, you, like because life's just crazy, right? You know, and, and yeah. you've got this precious, the most precious thing you have right in front of you. You have to find a way to, um, when you're decision-making, to really have focus on this moment, on this be person, to that. and be entirely yeah. present yeah. for that. And what's um, in it for them? In my yeah. job, I think that's more. It's not the patience thing. It's 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 that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Being able that, to really see and hear. Absolutely. And and, and yeah. 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 And be. Yeah. Something that came rocking into my head as a new as a something to ask you. Yeah. In the first minute of us talking and yeah. I can't believe I can still remember it. This is a yeah. mir- this is an absolute miracle. Is it, it and it's something I'm touching on in the next few weeks. Immigrants. Mm. Immigrants. Yes I am. Right. So you're 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 obviously from Canada. <laughs> yes. Um what about your partner? Do you have a partner? Yeah my partner she's Australian yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we moved over here from Canada. Yeah, so yeah. you're yeah. you yeah. you're a, you've got half uh rooted yes, in right. Australia. Okay. 
So if you're a bonsai obsessive or master, or I can't say master because mm. that's an official term, mm. a black belt, yeah, okay. <laughs> right, in Canada, mm-hmm. is that how the how does that work? How do you bring your oh your, your, your whole, plants? How do you bring your career if it's if they're hundred year life of a plant? Well, and you're I, halfway through. I've been here a long time, so okay. So my collection's been that's true. Did you have any over there? Well, I did, but like so you started it. again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in in it's nothing to do with bonsai. It has to do more with Australian quarantine. That's not even yeah. an option. Um, yeah, and that's if, what you, I was if you were you to move from it. country to country, depending on where you're from. Mm. Um, and where you're going, mm. more importantly, uh, you could, with a lot of, um, move your trees. So the industry over in North America and Europe is, is heavily based on imports. Oh, okay. So in Australia, that's one of the things that we, we cannot do, which is, which is interesting because, um, obviously bonsai industry in China and Japan is quite big. So if someone decides they want to open a bonsai nursery in England, they can just dial into Japan and order a bunch of trees over and yes. bam, put oh, them on pedestal, yeah. and they're an expert. So other countries right? don't have the same quarantine as we have. Oh, no, no. Oh, Australia okay. is quite unique. unique. I about that. Quite unique. You can't bring anything with roots or, or any potting medium into the yeah. country. And, and I mean, a lot of bonsai artists... I know even with vehicle tires. Oh, they, yeah. They, they have to yeah, be it's washed. Pre- it's and quite scrubbed. tight. Um, but they seem to throw bonsai in the same category as like agriculture, um, yeah. where, I don't know, I... I there would be higher quality trees in Australia if you could import, but um, yeah. um, I don't necess- even in the industry, I don't necessarily, I think I like the process. So um, just buying a, a finished tree or close to finished tree from somewhere and bringing it in, I, I don't even crave to do that. Yeah. So uh, I, it's more of a hunt. It's finding the right stock to work on and, yeah. and, and doing it that so way. So with that, so further that the immigrant thing. Yeah. Um, there, there. My question has been answered. Like, are these trees anchoring you here, even oh, more no. than an Aussie wife? Oh, and, you know, like, yeah. like um, stopping you from making a decision to. I'm really to flip back to about Canada. that. I, I, I don't think so. Um, like I said, it's the craft that I do. It's I, I already kind of. Um, Although I, I kind of really feel passionate about the projects I'm working on, it's not the ownership of the trees, you know. Um, so it's really, you know, teach a man to fish kind of idea. I can make bonsai anywhere um, yeah. because I've been taught and trained yeah. how to do that. Um, and I could probably, to some degree, make a living every, anywhere. So would I miss the trees that I worked on? I think I, I, like I said before, I think I still feel like I own them, even if I wasn't here. You yeah. know, I mean, I created that tree. It's like a some, someone who can afford it owns it now. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I can't really afford to own them. Mm. Um, so does that bother me? Mm. No, not really. No. When just, just before we go, uh, I wanted to just tell you about when I was in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I went to one of those famous bonsai places and. You see it in books, and mm-hmm. in fact, there was a tree there mm-hmm. that I looked at, and I went, oh, "I know that." It was like a, a rock star. I oh, went, wow. yeah. "I know that tree." Yeah. Oh, it's a very famous tree. It's been just come back from tour, and yeah. uh, oh, <clears> it's like a five hundred year old tree, and mm-hmm. I've seen it on the covers yeah, of books and fucking yeah. things. I got all fanboy about it. I got, yeah. I got all embarrassed. Uh, so, <clears throat> but it's this incredible garden in Tokyo, and. Ancient trees, like, God. And we were wandering around and there was a sort of no one there. And then this little guy 
popped out from a row of trees, uh, a, a French, a young French guy mm -hmm. who was an apprentice and he mm -hmm. was probably 22 or something. Uh, hello, can I help you? Uh, um, please uh, come here. And he was like, he was sort of a bit cr huddled. He, he looked like someone had been swinging at his head a lot. So he was okay. kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I got an insight into what it's like to be an apprentice in, mm. in the Japanese bonsai system. Yeah. And he, he had gone there and he was like second year or something. And he was still, all still sweeping the floor, <clears throat> sweeping the floor and making coffee and and being abused, basically. That he said, they just make jokes about my accent all the time. All they do is it's no wonder it is rubbish. All yeah, well, that's, is, uh, <clears throat> that's normal though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then and it, maybe by uh, six year I will be able to work yeah, on maybe, a tree. Yeah. and she and he's he's like, please come with me. I will show you around. And and he was he was <laughs> it was like a, a cave fish. Yeah, and he got. And then we were we had to go, and he's going. Oh, don't you don't have to leave. <laughs> yeah. you know, help I, me! I show you more trees. <laughs> and um, did he and, slip you a note? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't say anything out loud. But um, and yeah, and he showed us around all the trees and, yep. and all the stuff. And he was clearly he had a bit of um, what's that called when you're in love with your captor? Uh, uh, Stockholm, uh, Stockholm syndrome. Because yeah. he loved it. It yeah. was beautiful, but he was still also enslaved. And um, the, some of the trees were like this is the million dollar bonsai and yeah. this and this he said this he bought the, the 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 bonsai master bought this property with a pot he sold one of his pots mm -hmm. and bought oh, the, the the, the yeah. land so yeah. it was some ancient pot um and just seeing stuff on that scale and yeah. the like holy yeah. shit most trees in australia are have been started here, yeah. so you, you're not going to get that lineage of That's now right. this. And so there's this handing down. Yeah. Speaking of fatherhood, and I assume it's mainly father to son, father to son. If they want to in in the Japanese culture, typically, typically. But some of them were definitely handed from. I think there's say five or six generations now. Bonsais have been working through a family, through you know? a family. Yeah, wow. so that would be the most. And you and remember. Um, you're kind of familiar with the concept of Yamadori. So mm. lots of times before bonsais even started, um, they collect it from the mountains, right? right? So the tree itself could be 300 years yeah. old before the bonsai process started. And yeah. then six generations of a family work on it. Mm. So that's how you get to these incredible, you know, five, six, 700-year-old trees, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, And then there's trees that have witnessed things. Like there's a tree in America that was given to them by the Japanese. It was it, it survived the Hiroshima bombing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They've some, seen some get names. Like the most famous bonsai in America uh, was, was created by John Naka, who was a very famous bonsai artist. Um, and it was sort of like a gift. And it represented his um, 11 grandchildren, 11 trees as a forest. Right. And it's, you know, once they get to some level of fame, they um, get named. So right. the tree itself is called Goshen, and yeah. um, it's it's definitely America's most famous bonsai. Yeah, so does it go on to that? Yeah, it probably does <laughs> to some degree. Yeah, well, that would be harrowing. Oh, I reckon yeah, yeah. transport. Don't drop yeah. it. Oh, mm. Yeah, it's bad enough with children. Yeah, yeah. but I, look, I think it's a it's a lovely, um, and it certainly helped me with my relationship with my son, just slowing me down because I'm a yeah, bit frantic. It's nice. It's been a, a, yeah. a you know so. I think my, maybe mm. having children will help me become a better bonsai artist. <laughs> yeah, turn that <laughs> I around. Think eh? the, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, that yeah, now, yeah. you know, I couldn't have imagined back in when I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. you know, every yeah. morning having to 
make lunches yeah. uh, at the same time, point my finger at yeah. where's your shoes duh, 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 and do all this just as part of the, you yeah. know, just this. Well, to turn it around, routine, as you say, your bonsai's making you break. slow you down a little bit. Well, yeah. I, I think to say um, it's only when I started like going in and reading to my daughter um, where it sort of feels like a pain in the ass on the way in. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, now it's kind of evolved to where we both read, right? Um, and she just likes me to hang out on when she goes to bed, and I'm sort of like, oh, I could be doing this and that. Yeah. But it's usually, you know, within that first ten minutes, you realize this is probably the best moment of my day because yeah, because because totally. you because you yeah. made yourself stop or or sh she made me stop right and exactly. and 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 sit in silence, <clears throat> run my eyes over some words that are inspiring. Um, <clears throat> And then when I could easily, like, she's probably nodded off. And sometimes I find myself just sitting there, you know, because, like, you know, that's... Enjoying the moment. Yeah, enjoying the moment, you, can, you know. So it's a, it's a frame of mind change. It's, yeah, it's so absolutely. true. Kids, kids are an invitation to learn. They're also an invitation to be present and in the moment because they're operating at a different pace. That's right. So I've had that too. We've we've both, Derek yeah. and I have talked about that, that, that you can go in frustrated that yeah. you've got it's to slow down. It's that guilt that you... Yeah. You just got this guilt. Oh, five minutes ago, I can't believe I was going. Yeah, what a oh, dick. For God's sake, I'm no reading tonight. Yeah, just, yeah, just go to yeah, sleep. Yeah, I have, for you know, I want to, whatever, do some yeah. accounting. Yeah. And there are times when you are busy, but there are a lot when you're not so busy that five minutes no, or ten minutes that's is, right. you know what I mean? It's, I, 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 it's I don't think it's officially do. meditating, but it's certainly playing that role yeah. in our modern day people where yeah. you're like, you're re recharging your batteries. You're taking a moment to go, okay, well, you know. And the, and the, back to parenthood, like, you know, that's where we're always gaining, you know. They're, that's yeah. one of those, those honest things that get yeah. thrown in our face. Like, yeah. you're going, all your shit isn't as important as you think it is, you yeah. know. You see people rushing around in their BMWs <clears throat> thinking that getting to this appointment is so important yeah. for the world to keep turning. And it's it's just one of those great reminders that, mm. you know, our shit is nowhere near as important as we think it is, you yeah. know. Um, so, man, and a they, cue becomes a moment's respite instead of a nuisance right. if there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and same with the kids. It's it's if, if you can... If you can let it be, then that'll happen. That's right. I took Lu Luna's really crook. Uh, she's been crook for three months. She's got. <laughs> she's got these. She's got impetigo. I think it's like um, a staph infection on her yeah. face and stuff. So she looks a bit like a zombie. With that, but I took you her. Should consider lettering her in the house. <laughs> the as we said earlier, <laughs> children in the house. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I let my kids stay indoors, just in the laundry, <laughs> when they're sick. <laughs> when they're sick. <laughs> and it just, yeah. yeah. So I, I took her out in the garden, even though it's so cold, because she loves being outside, mm -hmm. all, as all bloody kids do. It's funny, isn't it? They, yeah. they want to be on TV and screens, but mm. it seems to me that you get them out there and put them in a pile of dirt and they just, especially little, little ones, mm. maybe that's how she got foot and mouth disease. Yeah. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> so I took her out and she... And I took her around the bonsais, or around all my trees, <clears throat> and she touched them all and felt all the different. There's a black pine that's really prickly yeah. that I got from you, and she touched it and went <gasps> like that. And then she went around and touched the sort of ficus leaves that were all soft, and she, we went around and she touched all the different things, and I'm watching her face as she felt 
certain textures for the first time. And, and I was conscious that... The different cracking sounds you get from different <laughs> when you break branches. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. None of my kids... I think Sammy might have don't pulled say one yet. out once. Don't but say I, it yet, mate. I've tried it's to expose yet, them to them. They're still like, footballs. Well, I thought as long as I don't tell them, don't go near them. Because yeah. otherwise then they'll want to go near them. I've, I've tried to mix them together. But just watching her feel and touch these plants and the texture of them and knowing that this thing that I take for granted, this is the first time she's come into contact with this kind of sensation of the plant and of the thing. And you can you can somehow project yourself into their head and see it through their eyes. And, and that's one of those moments, a beautiful moment of watching them have this original experience it's that true. you could just it's true. brush over. And, and I mean, they, when they <clears throat> interviewed me for this magazine, um, that was something that, you know, we were touching on is that um, anything that's bringing these kids, our kids, mm. closer to the natural world, yeah, and bonsai could be one of those things, um, yeah. is really benefiting them because the world is rushing them away from it, right? And that's coming yeah. back to about people don't know how to look after a tree, don't know how to grow a plant. Like yeah. we, we've lost all, t like, and, and the reality is we're we're part of the natural world, yeah. regardless of how many devices we have. Um, yeah. If, if we can get our kids, however, if it's bonsai or through permaculture or yeah. gardening or, or just being out in the forests, being yeah. being out in nature. Picking um, mushrooms. It's, it's actually bring, exactly <laughs> picking mushrooms, right so, time of year. <laughs> yeah. um, um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's probably one of the really large benefits, I think, from, mm. from doing something like this. You know, we, we, have yeah. to, we have to push them and remind them they're not above this world we live in, they're yeah. part of it. And the human brain is being, has only got, has only had 180,000 years to evolve to where it is, or it's had that much time. And now the increase of technology, we just don't have the bandwidth. No, These right. things are a way to alleviate some of that mm -hmm. traf good, traffic in the How good head. are we? Um, I see, because I used to make furniture and stuff like that, and I see the, the industry going more and more ready, you know, Ikea, mm -hmm. Freedom, whatever, you know, it's, everything's just mass produced. It's like everyone's getting hammered. It's off, all offshore and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, in parallel, this obsession with mid-century mid -century yeah. this and re yeah. restored this yeah. and handcrafted. So we balance it and maybe that's part of that mm. surgence or resurgence or whatever I think so. of, of yeah. proper young ferals and stuff getting mm -hmm. into like bonsai. Food, like it's just like, give me that <clears throat> long game. Mm -hmm. Give me something that, that doesn't is, isn't designed to trigger my reward senses every seven That's seconds. That's right. I think I think we're catching on. Desperate. I think a society is saying like we're we're, we're fooled by this bullshit. And um, there are some people who mm. say, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to take the bait yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of my iPhone. I'm, I'm going to grow my own food. I'm going to yeah. live a happy life for the years that I get to live and not you know, race with technology. And mm. I, yeah, and I think you're right. And, and there probably always will be the other end of the spectrum, right? The harder it pushes, the harder the other side will push back, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, and it could be also a, a natural, our natural desire for that balance. Yeah. Like, 
all day, every day, have Spotify randomly paying everyone 0.0007 of a cent, mm-hmm. rah, 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 yet go to the record shop and yeah. come home with yeah, this yeah. Well, round record, yeah, you know, yeah. and just trying to balance it off. Yeah, that's like, right. Everything's so fast. There's no doubt for me. me this kind of thing is going to absolutely go gangbusters. Mm. With, with my analog stuff. D- profound growing mental illness that, <laughs> that I'm always struggling with. I'm being a bit dramatic there. But yeah, I wouldn't say with, growing. With, uh, <laughs> but there's no, I have no doubt that sitting there face-to-face with a tree in the garden for our – I mean, you just got to find the thing that does it for you. If mm. that doesn't do it for you, then it doesn't do it for you. But I'm fucking holding on to it because I can sit there and and fall into this fantasy of looking at this tree. And it's like when I got the little, the little ceramic fella from your nursery and, and Sammy can put the little – the little figurines around the trees and you, you imagine it's a big tree with mm-hmm. these little people sitting around it. So if you can let yourself go into this little fantasy, this meditative state where you imagine the tree and the things going on, then you're doing the meditation that's required oh. to e- empty it out. Because I think for a lot of frantic-minded people like me, sometimes meditation is difficult because you're suddenly opening this space up into which all this self-analysis and and chatter actually goes in and with training you can get better at that but it's a hell of a confronting thing silence sometimes but when you've got an an activity like like pruning a tree very slowly or 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 just observing it you're not entirely alone with your thoughts Mm. so it's it's a type of meditation without the horror of, of, of just a, a, an echo chamber of yes, your head, you yes, know? It's yeah. focused meditation. And you don't need, and there's also scepticism as well. <clears throat> like, me. you get people that meditate the shit out of stuff, yeah. but who would go, meditate, get fucked. What are you talking about? Get fucked. Yeah. I'm not a fucking hippie. Rah, yeah, rah, yeah. Rah. Yeah, but they're meditating the crap out of life. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. through these things. This, this uh, back to reading with your kid. That's yeah. the way I feel. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't meditate, like, you know, properly, but I, I think think I'm gaining while I do that exactly yeah. what someone who was a master at yeah. meditating because yeah. you can feel that sort of grounding if you exactly. will. Exactly. Grounding, know? coming yeah. into yourself yeah. and the situation mm-hmm. and the place and yep. down from your head into your that's right. space. Yeah. I mean, man, that's so hard to do and increasingly hard to do. Well, because we're constantly fighting against it, you know, yeah. I think our society is, is so there's, there's no time for grounding. Why would you ground, you know? Yeah. You could tweet. You know, so the, and then you have a moment where you're standing in a damp forest, like up at the uh, in the Dandenongs or something, and you suddenly have that, like like when you ha- have the realization when you're reading to your child, you're standing there beneath a tree and you you make the switch, yeah, and you go, oh my god, yeah, what have I been doing yeah. for the last <laughs> week? Why, right. why was I five minutes ago worried about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, worried looking about looking at iTunes, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. um, <clears throat> so yeah, just to wind it up, sure, your band, uh, let's have it. Okay. You just let it slip. What's I going did. on here? I did. Um, I play in a band called Lost Canoe. Ooh. Lost Canoe? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. Loss, like Lost, Lost Lobos. Lost. Lost. Yeah. Lost Canoe. Yes. It sounds, there's something about canoes in Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that came in. Um, we're, so we're a five-piece band and we I can plug a couple shows. Let's go. I got uh, July 20th at Zooks in Belgrave. And oh, yeah. then Is Zooks the new? Gin Lane. It's the new gin lane, but we're playing at Suki's. Oh, Suki's, that's what I'm on. Thinking. I'm going to guess a bit here. August 22nd as well. Um, there's some more. What's the style? Uh, we're like a psych, psych band, psychedelic oh, wow. band. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, I'm coming. You're coming. Can right. I come? Oh, you're coming. Yeah. I, I'm going crazy for the psych stuff at the moment. Yeah. We should yeah. all Just yeah. heard another one at the Community Cup. Uh, it was a dude's name. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. A bit like sort of mild life, but a bit more. Yeah. Even more psychedelic, less jazz. It was mm -hmm. awesome. We just um, got our Road first. Road trip. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You should come out, especially that that Suki's one will be good. Um, mm. uh, um, Zooks is great. It's really small, but it's great. Got a record. Great energy in there. You got a record? No, recording now. Gonna put a vinyl out. Yeah, we definitely. Will you come and be on my Aussie vinyl show? Absolutely. Yo, beauty. Absolutely. Entrapment. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got Chuck the CW Stone King support um, oh. a couple months ago. Oh out wow! Out there. So oh, that was that our first big. First, how good you are! Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, we were lucky too. The bar owner liked us, so yeah. that's, that's where we got that. Yeah, yeah. But fitting in with that, yeah, I love CW. I've seen him a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm a Tom Waits fan, yeah. so. Yeah. He's, 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 of course, um, yeah, yeah. That, he's in a he's, bit of a lineage with true, Tom Waits. Truly is a brilliant yeah. Australian artist. And especially because yeah. I've been listening to him for a while and that, but playing with him, and I've seen him a couple of times, but yeah, it's extraordinary. He's really. got a lot of kids. We should get him on here. You should. As you in, should. Just yeah, to get, yeah. Yeah. He's got I, a very interesting I, delivery, vocal delivery, even in speaking to him. Oh, really? Well. Oh, yeah. Goodness, I haven't actually yeah. met him. I've been Yeah, yeah I've had a few chats. I, in fact, I bought a record off him. Did in you? the street out of the back of his little yeah. funny little car yeah. one day. It's like, hey, Dubs, hey, W yeah. or whatever yeah. I called him. He got a record in that car. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah, talks yeah. the same he way. Does. He not, talks like pretend. he sings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really quite a oh, – and he's a lovely character too. Yeah. 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 Excellent. He used to be involved with my friend Simon Nugent. We used to oh, yeah, play, yeah. play together and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, I look forward to that. And, yeah. Uh, Thanks a billion for coming in. Oh, it's yeah. a pleasure. All this way from yeah, Sassafras, yeah, yeah. which is a sister city of Mississippi. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All those S's. <laughs> yeah. But thank you for having me. It's um, yeah. great to meet you, Derek, and good to see you, Derek. And obviously I, I could do the, the in-depth bonsai discussion for you, hours and hours. Yeah, we, we don't want to but bore I, No, I know. This is the fine line. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make an interesting bonsai yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 nerd fest. <laughs> I get in trouble. Missy, Missy, Missy I, I, sh I sort of – with great embarrassment, sit there watching YouTube videos of people pruning bonsais. Mm -hmm. Like hours of this, all you can hear is the scissors snipping. Yeah. And Missy comes in Missy and goes, oh, What the fuck you. are you doing? Some <laughs> old guy from. <laughs> and I'm like, That's great. Yeah, like, can you see so, the beauty in this? So yeah. now I have to watch it in secret, like yeah. it's pornography yeah. or something. It's one of those weird form. videos of people just making. That's little, right, little yeah. funny noises. little noises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Or, or rustling um, laundry or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, thank, yeah. and will you come back? Oh, I come back. Updates? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got a nine-year-old daughter as well. So be as you, to see and, how and, and I didn't confirm nine-year-old and yeah. what else? That's and I've it. I've got an 11-year-old boy. Okay. Yeah. So you're well on your way. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Thanks again. That was great. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here. Lovely to chat. See you, folks. See ya. Awesome podcast was recorded at Castaway Studios in Collingwood. Here, we provide affordable, accessible, professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters, all the way from 
basic studio hire right through to full season production packages. You can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com or just look up Castaway Studios on all the social medias. 